Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Von Don, along with my co-host, Addison Elko. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Addison. How are you? Pretty good. It's good to hear. Chad. Chad Patterson. Yes. Our other co-host. How yeah. are you doing, man? I'm doing okay, man. How are you? Not bad. I really can't complain because we have a lot of things going on. We just had one of the biggest events of our year in our draft, um, and we haven't been able to stop roster baiting, I think, as a unit. I think all 14 members have nothing left in them, no semen remaining um, for anything for anything else. Would you guys agree? I mean, today was an historic Roto update. I had like 10 of my players with orange boxes. It was not all good. But an update's an update, and it's a, it's a rush to stare at your, your Yahoo roster every day, hoping you see a new orange box or even a yellow box. It's still there. I don't know that – Chad, do you know – I think the orange lasts 24 hours, and I don't know what the yellow is. I'm not sure. Yeah, orange definitely lasts 24 hours. I don't know what the yellow does. Yeah, but it's still – there's updates. We just had the draft, so everyone's just high on their rosters right now, looking at their bench, hoping that, like, deep pick they had is, like, and put that, you know, up the depth chart, and just I think for me, just praying my starters don't get hurt. Yeah. I uh, I think that's actually funny. We haven't really had many trades. I think because everyone's so over the top high on their players. Yeah, value really trade them for sky high. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. like eight first for Chris Warren, like just nonsense. Um, the other thing that's going on is, is hard knock started with the Cleveland Browns, and I think the one allergy made by our our coast is hard knocks directly correlates to hard dick. Is that yeah. a fact? You know, a lot of penis in the opening mm-hmm. five minutes mm-hmm. of this, but yes. Yep. The hard yeah. Sorry, what did you say, Chad? No, I'm agreeing. Uh, My, you know, I, I really could not be harder, uh, to yeah. be honest. And to to reiterate on the um, um, nothing left in the tank, I just checked, and there's nothing left in my balls. <laughs> Confirmed tank is empty. Yeah, tank is empty. It's on E. But uh, episode one was not a lot going on, but it set the groundwork. I thought it was pretty entertaining for me. I don't really know the Browns' personality and their coaches as much as you do, Eric, so it was kind of fun to see the inner workings of a failing team firsthand. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And uh, I'm really looking forward to episode two on to, well, yesterday when you hear the, the Coleman trade, which we'll get into, all the other drama. So that'd be fun, and it's only going to get better. Absolutely. And we can only hope that maybe Josh makes his first appearance tonight. We can only, yeah, that that's true. Or the Flash might appear. But it's a good, like, bridge between the preseason games and mm-hmm. all the Roto updates as we actually get to watch, like, camp. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Would you guys and, agree uh, that uh, that yeah, Landry yeah. is locked into the Hall of Fame? Who's locked into the Hall of Fame? Uh, Jarvis Landry after the first episode. Yeah, I mean, that was an inspirational speech. I love how, like, Hugh sort of, like, took the credit, like, he's learning, like, the ways of our organization. Like, after, <laughs> after like, the very next scene after that, that rant, he's like, you know, we don't, we don't have to practice every day. Like, after Landry's, like, eviscerating <laughs> these scrubs about not practicing, and then, like, Hugh takes credit for on Twitter today. It's great. It's already, like, more – it's better than I thought it would be, but it's the Browns, so maybe I should have expected this. Oh, it is. That it speech is. got me better fired up. Who did you say, Chad? I said that speech got me fired up. Yeah, wanted to, I I just wanted to, I wanted to go practice. I actually did <laughs> offer Chad two firsts for Landry after the speech, directly after. No, you did not. Yes, I did. Did you? I texted you. You said fair offer, but no. Go uh, back here and check your text. Yeah, that's a bad time to offer me something for him. I probably yeah, wouldn't have sold him for anything. You did get four firsts for Cooper, so maybe even expensive. Exactly. I don't even need them anymore. Um, so before we get into the show, I guess there's one thing you want to talk about. 
there's been a lot of preseason hype. Uh, what what has been your favorite piece of hype? When, what's one thing that you're really holding on to this offseason? So I guess like we want to do like one bold call based on only one preseason game, which is not usually smart, not, not good knee-jerk reactions, but I'm going to say at the end of 2018 or 19 season that uh, Royce Freeman can be the number one or the only running back in this class behind Saquon Barkley. Okay. okay. I, I've, I've liked him coming out. I think he has a chance to become – and now the hype's starting to build a little bit, so maybe this isn't as a hot take. But I think he will be the RB1 on the, on Bron- on the, on the Broncos. Liked what he saw in the first game. And not a lot of the other rookie running backs did much. Maybe overreaction to that as well. But I think he has a chance to be the, the number one running back in the 2018 rookie running back class above Barkley. Wow, I, I don't hate that. That is a that's a fire take, uh, Chad. What about you? What are your What are your thoughts? What's your uh, What's your uh, one overhype? So my overhype, my bold prediction, my hot take will be that Carryon Johnson will be an RB one this year. Um, okay, okay. I loved Carryon Johnson coming out. I wanted him really bad in our draft. Um, he unfortunately did not fall to me, but you know he looked great during the first preseason game. Broke off a couple long runs. Um, I just love the way he runs, and he reminds me of, honestly, Le'Veon Bell a little bit. Not to say he's Le'Veon Bell, but I think... He got got those comps coming out. I think definitely in PPR formats, I I could see him being an RB1. So that's my hot take. Eric, I don't hate that at all. Um, I mean, I'm just going to go with the first thing that popped into my head. If if any players stay healthy, um, I'm going to go with David Njoku as a top three tight end. Wow. Top three tight end this year, fantasy. Okay. After all the reports that he's dropping everything? After all the reports that he's dropping everything, I think he comes into his own and he reaches the potential. I, I think he becomes number three. That's going to take a lot because I feel like the other high-end tight ends are more of a focal point on their offense where he's got Landry, Gordon, the three running backs. But I think, I think they target him in the red That catapults him up. It's fair. All right. Write it down. Hot take city right here. Love it. Love everything about it. Um, so let's jump into some news and notes. Um, so we'll go up some some interesting news. It was probably one of the most disappointing things to happen this offseason so far was Darius Geis out for a year, which a torn ACL. I mean, really unfortunate for Rob. Really unfortunate because I, I was looking forward to seeing him play. Yeah, really so was, was I. Um, so in that case, since we're not going to get to see him kind of dominate that backfield, what running back are you looking to own outside of Chris Thompson in that Redskins backfield? Uh, I mean, I picked him up. I think Rob Kelly has a chance. He's okay. slimmed down a little bit. I mean, I really, I would just stay away from him entirely if that's an option I can take. I don't want P. Ryan really, and I don't even really want Chris Thompson. He's been banged up a little bit, and he he did do really well last year in that PPR role in kind of the same situation with the same running backs. But I don't think he will repeat that last year, and I'd rather not have none. I feel really bad for Rob. Um, you know, 102, this was going to be like his cornerstone and granted, his, his career's not over, but it could have helped Rob possibly avoid last this year, get a few wins, and now it looks like he's going to be in, in the contending for last place, which is really unfortunate. But yeah, I, I'm I'm fine having Rob Kelly. I'm I hope he does emerge because I'd like to give him to Rob. I don't really need him, and I'd rather Rob be better to beat you and Kojak because I have your pick. So I, I'm hoping that maybe we can make a deal, or he may not try to make a, a, a win now move for the sake of not coming in last, but. I, I I would avoid all of it, but I'm I'm fine with having Rob Kelly if I can't have first stops. Chad, what about you? 
Um, first of all, it, it I don't even own Geist, and it, it, it like, hit me kind of hard. It, like, it just sucks because, you know, I love Geist coming out of school. He was a clear number, number two pick in our draft, in most rookie drafts, I feel like. Um, he had, like, the utmost potential. It just sucks. It sucks to see, like, a rookie that's worked his whole life to make it to the NFL and just go down in the first preseason game. It's it's something that you you really hate to see for him and for Rob. So, you know, that part's really pretty devastating. But to answer your question, um, I'm actually going to go the opposite here. I'm going to go Samaj P. Ryan. Um, if we remember back to previous episodes, I was a huge Samaj P. Ryan guy. His tape yeah. is one of my favorite tapes ever uh, from Oklahoma. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, last year, I actually had him in another league, and he... Um, towards the end of the season, he really um, um, put up points and was a good like uh, fill-in for me towards the end of the season. So, I still have I still have faith in Samaje. Um, I think that he can win that role. I think he had enough experience last year to do it. Um, I'm with the Redskins. I'm a little concerned about their offensive line. To be honest, I'm just picking because I you asked me. But if I, I'm avoiding these running backs at all costs, I think you both would agree. Yes. Yeah, 100% agree. Besides Chris uh, Thompson. I don't, I don't want any of them. I think there's a strong chance they could bring in somebody, too. Well, they did. They brought out there. Morris. Is out there. Oh, wait, is Morris in San Fran or? Morris is on San Fran as right, right, right. moment. I don't think he makes the final roster, but yes. And there's other running backs that may not make the final roster that could have, like, older guys that could have. So, to be seen, but who is Chris Thompson? Kojak? Kojak is Chris Thompson. He traded, like, two firsts for him. It was, like, a really bad trade. And Yahoo did the classic thing where I think Chris Thompson now projected, like, 13 points just because they, like, just gave off guys his points to somebody. Well, Thompson had an unbelievable uh, year last year. He did. He did it really was well. annoying that Reggio just kept, like, I guess he wasn't winning because he was bad. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he kept, yeah. like, you know, Thompson. You, you know, that's what he would do. He would offer you trades, like, do you want a top seven running back for, oh, yeah. like, Julio? I'm like, get out of my face. Yeah, that was a was typical ridge, typical ridge. But, um, yeah, I'm agreeing with you both. I don't want any part of the backfield um, just to be different. Um, I guess I'll take Byron Marshall, but he's probably going to get cut. So. Cool. Uh, <laughs> next next running back news, uh, Rex Burkhead right now listed above Sony Michelle. Um, granted, Sony Michelle is injured. Um, we don't know the extent of it. Will he be out a little bit longer? But Rex Burkhead atop the depth chart. What are your thoughts? I mean, with the injury, I'm not – surprise i do i'm not like this happened breaking news at the draft too yeah and i'm proud of rich for sticking two or three i mean three or four um but yeah i guess rex is gonna have all all pages running backs have sneaky value you just never know what you're gonna get with the week and especially toward the half, end of half then you kind of know at the beginning to craft shoot they use them you know that like last year gillisley was used heavy beginning of the year wasn't at all at the end of the year so I mean, if I can draft Rex Burkett late and redrafts, I'm, I'm looking at it. I think it's a, a fun little pick, but I'm not falling. I'm not bailing on Sony Michelle yet. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I'd have to agree. I, I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if Rex Burkett started the whole season if he was there, there early now back. And then I'm sure it will take a running back first round. You gotta, gotta be your starter eventually. I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they just played. Red. I feel like they don't do anything conventional. They do whatever they want. I mean, whatever they scheme to the game. They, I mean, Belichick has been doing it for years now. Chad, what about you? Um, I don't put a lot of stock in, like, depth charts this early, to be honest. Um, Michelle is also, you know, minus the injury, he's a rookie. So, 
I, I know they took him first round, but he didn't even start in college. So yeah. I, I think to to put Rex Burkhead there, I think it makes sense. I think he has the most experience. He's the most seasoned. Um, but this, again, this is another backfield where I um, tend to avoid. Uh, when so when Michelle went there, you know, I, I, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I wasn't thrilled <clears throat> because I love Michelle coming out. I thought he had, he was a versatile back, um, but he never like struck me as a guy that can bell cow. Really, no one on the Patriots strikes me as a guy that can bell cow. So well, I think I think he could bell cow. I loved him coming out on the Patriots. I can understand, but they there's been some tweets that show Patriots running backs still have good fantasy value, despite the people that think like it's up in the air. I still do. I mean, you could even you can show me the numbers of previous running backs like Deion Lewis finished this and whoever finished. I'm just like, nah, I don't I don't trust the Patriots running backs. So I, I'm just stuck in that narrative, right? Right. And I think it is a popular narrative, but I you know. It's not one. I agree. When he went there, I was like, I wish he went somewhere different. It's a narrative because, you know, one of those guys is going to be the guy. You just don't know which one it is. Exactly. And one's going to be re- – exactly. And one will be irrelevant. And you just got to take your chance and hope you hit. That, 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 you're right. That, that is what it is. Like I said, you don't know what's going to happen too. With maybe Jeremy Hill resurges. Ralph Webb looked good. Like he may actually make the team. You don't know. You like, they literally Ralph do Webb. Anything. You fall in love with like every running back four on every team. Well, no, I, Webb was sneaky coming out because he played at Vanderbilt that lost every game, but he was always just good. He was just a sneaky good back. So yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's your that's it. He's a pet. Um, moving on to wide receiver, um, my boy Corey Coleman. Um, Traded to the Bills, which I was listening to Dynasty Nerds the other day. I actually didn't know that apparently he was like a massive hooker and strip club dude. Oh, yeah. really? Apparently Ooh. he was over the top, like constantly going to strip clubs. Like not necessarily hookers, but he made it seem like hookers were involved, uh, spending okay. a lot of his money and time there, um, which was probably taking his mind off football. But I guess when you're young, you're coming out, you have money to blow. Maybe yeah. that's what you do. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But he's now on the Buffalo Bills. Um, I mean, it's a better situation for competition, but I think Josh Allen's pathetic, so I don't think he's going to be any good. Okay, that's 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 absolutely fair. That's all I have to say about it. But you're right; he could he could technically be their wide receiver one if he stays healthy sure. and lives up to his potential for Baylor. But I mean, he could also not even make the team and do weird trippy acid with Zay Jones and kick in doors and whatever whatever Zay Jones did. I forgot, right? I forgot about that, too. Through glass, through that acid trip or whatever he was yeah, doing. I forgot about that. Like, I could see either one. Chad, what about you? I, I've never really been totally high on Corey Coleman. Um, he, you know, he was a first-round he was a first round wide receiver that just, you know, that seems to be the trend in the in the last couple of years, first-round wide receivers that don't do anything, i.e. Mm-hmm. Laquan Treadwell, i.e. Corey Coleman. Um I think I just think he's one of these guys that like we're gonna say, oh yeah, he has a really high ceiling. He can be this, he can be that, but he's just never gonna get there, personally. So I think that him going to the Bills with that horrific QB situation, probably the worst QB situation in the league. Uh, I'm I'm avoiding. All right, all right. Uh, so moving on, Doug Baldwin. Sidelined with an injury. Um, kind of a top fantasy player last year. Sneaky value. I feel like he's always been underappreciated, but always just a consistent producer. Any any cause for concern there? Do you think he's actually going to be back, or do you think now that the fact that he's kind of over that 30 hump, he might not be the same player? Chad, I'll, I'll direct this one to you. 
Um, well, the reports are positive, saying that he will be back by week one. Um, it's a sore knee. There really hasn't been a, a, a further diagnosis about it. Um, so I'm not overly concerned. I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit concerned, given his age. But I think he'll he'll uh, be back to being what Doug Baldwin is. You know, he's rated like, in, in, in some lists, he's rated top ten wide receivers. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll hit that, but um, I'm willing to take the, sh- the chance with him. I, I'm going to say this now, and I've seen a couple other people say this. I think the Seahawks have a chance to just be a disaster this year on offense. Um, losing, you know, he wasn't <laughs> prolific, but losing their wide receiver two in Richardson, losing Jimmy Graham, the offensive line continues to be or rank near the, the worst in the league. Doug Baldwin as their wide receiver one, we're saying nearing 30 and having lingering injury problems. I think this offense has a chance to just be really, really bad this year. I would, you know, obviously I still love Russell because what he could do with his feet and he's going to get his points, but I don't think he's going to be anywhere near the wide receiver, the quarterback one he was this year. So we're going to do a little take takes here. I think the offense has a chance to be really bad, but Doug Baldwin will get his because he had like, they're going to score points. So Doug Butler will get his, and I think Lockett could have a pretty increase in target share. Unfortunately, for admitting that, with all the targets they've lost, but I'm a little weary on the whole Seattle weapons this year across the board. And I was I was actually going to agree with you, and the and the point I was going to make is teams that lose throw the ball a lot late. Yeah, teams okay. that have old injured wide receivers tend to t- sit those old injured wide receivers. Teams Lock tend it. to play <laughs> their young stud route runners oh, like God. Tyler Lockett <laughs> and target them on third down. He did, I th- he did I think, that last year too. I think Tyler Lockett's going to be their their top producing receiver. Wow. Fantasy I'll I'll bet oh, I'll oh. bet you right now yeah. that he's not. I'm more than happy to make an on on pod bet with you, Chad. What so, do you want to do? I'll bet you twenty five dollars that Baldwin outscores Lockett. Fantasy points straight up. Don't do injury clause because that's big. All right. Yeah, no, I'll do a no injury clause, fantasy points straight up. Tyler Lockett over Baldwin. I feel like that's a disadvantage to me because Baldwin's injured. I mean, Lock- Lockett was out most of last year and the year before that, too. He's not He's not above injury bug. All right, screw it. I'll do it. Oh, <laughs> shake. All right, we got a bet. Tyler Lockett, baby. Wide receiver one in the NFL. Um, yeah, I'm on board. Cool. So now we'll move on to some trades and bets. Uh, Antonio Callaway is busted for weed and gun stuff. Um, <laughs> so there were some minor draft day deals, um, and there were a lot of draft day deals. I don't. Um, I, I see so on the itinerary. I just put. I don't really know if any were yeah. really that big. I mean, I got Amendola for a third, and were any other? Did I miss like a big trade that I should have put on here? The, the biggest ones were done on the train away between. Ridge. And we okay. did that on the last podcast. We did that on the last pod. It was just straight firsts. It was yeah, just, yeah. That was, okay. yeah. Outside of that was very minor deals, like trading thirty six for a two twenty nineteen fourths. Yeah, like that's, that's what I thought. But it really wasn't much. It was just a lot of movement in the draft, which is fun. A lot of people got picked, but I don't think any anything that really needs to be kind of brought up. I agree. Awesome. There were, however, a lot of bets. A lot. That, that the betting niche was in the air. That need to be discussed. We we started drinking early. A lot of people were getting drunk. A lot of people were loud, and I loved every second of it. The first bet which is just ridiculous. It's bet. outrageous. This bet. is so I stupid. On another level, I was just obviously all on board for Ridley and Antonio. Five hundred dollars between me and Josh. <laughs> Who will have the better career in ten years? 
decided entirely by Addison. Like, there's no other metric other than what Addison thinks in the next 10 years. Who had a better a better career? Calvin Ridley and Antonio Callaway. So either one of them or versus Kirk. Christian Kirk. Okay, yeah. Ridiculous. I don't know why we thought that was good. But I'm happy well, I love how you guys were like arguing, and all of a sudden Josh was like, "Add, come over here," and like he's like, "Are you cool with like playing I just love what you said. Like, no, like yards, fantasy points, or like anything. It's just like what I think, and I will be bribed if it's close. A whole like that's fine. Um, just an absurd bet. I'm going to be deciding who has a better career when I'm 38. 37. I don't understand yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. Like, why do you have to decide though? Won't, won't it just be statistical? Well, if it's close enough, like statistics doesn't show everything. You know, there's, I don't know, like Eli is like top ten in like every category, but like Rogers, if, say like someone, you know what I mean? Like he's not. You can objectively be like this guy was just better. Yeah, I guess. Like, if you know, if Ridley has a crazy six year run, but Kirk plays for like twelve years. And his average, his stats might be better. So it's just going to be me, you know, looking at the tape, really dissecting year to year, <laughs> rise and falls, and I'll make a decision in 10 years. Chad, which side are you on? I'm going to go with the the Ridley and Callaway side. Ad, what, what are you thinking? Kirk, because I don't like Ridley and Callaway's got weed and gun stuff issues. <laughs> Plenty of weed and gun stuff. Uh, next bet, $50 between Itzler and Addison. We'll have more fantasy points from week six to thirteen. Balaj versus Drake. Want to take us through that one? Um, I'm not feeling good about it now because <laughs> he's on concussion protocol and this is going to hurt his chance from getting rep. Uh, you know, team one starts and reps. But I've been high on Balaj, low on Drake. Gore's really old, so you know I we'll talk about it in the draft. Like obviously I reached, I know I reached, but I think it will take him time to get that starting role. So I wanted to hedge myself and not let Drake have like a crazy good couple two weeks and get too far ahead of Balage. I'm waiting for that like hammy tweak, that whatever, something that Balage can get his foot in the door and never let go of the reins, and then be the number one running back or number two spelling Gore for six to thirteen. And, um, I'm not like underconfident on it now. I still think it can happen, but he fumbled in the first preseason game. Now has a concussion, getting chewed out by Tannehill. It hasn't been the best off the camp for Balazs right now, but it's whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. All right. All right. Chad, which side do you want on this one? Um, uh, I, I hate to disagree I, with my beautiful-faced co-host, but I'm taking the Drake side. Um, I, I I think that Balazs, and this might be a hot take, but I don't think he'll be fantasy relevant this year. So I, that, I'm going mean, ta- to take the Drake side. Because all i got to do is wait out a year, and Gore, Gore should be gone. And then it's like a battle, assuming they don't draft anybody. So I got—I mean, obviously I took him, hoping he would be relevant this year. But it's a city year. I'm not—he was the fifth round pick or fourth. You know, I'm not like—I won't be overly bummed. Some players take time to develop. That's completely fine. Um, I'm going to take the Drake side as well. It's fine. Uh, another bet. Itzler just loves to bet and looks for any excuse to bet. And I kind of love it. Uh, another bet: fifteen, uh, fifty dollars between Itzler and Chad. Um, more. PF fantasy points in the regular season. Points four. More points four. Oh, so just straight up, it's a versus Chad. More points four in the regular season. Chad, do you want to walk us through this one? 
Yeah, I mean, basically he's betting on himself. I'm betting on myself. I think my team's better, so I'm going to have more fantasy points. Plain and simple. Right. I love it. I love it. Ad, who's side do you want? I'll take Chad. I'm happy they didn't do record because, I mean, I think Chad will still have a better record, but Itzler's at a huge disadvantage. Excuse me, given our division. Um, yeah, I just like Chad's roster better, and I think he drafted better. And, you know, I'm lower on Itzler's team, but I, I think he's got guys that can obviously produce, and I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout. I think it'll come down to the last two or three weeks, and someone will be the clear winner. I don't think this will be a runaway halfway through, but I, I would take Chad. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with the last two weeks, but I think Itzler pulls it out. I'm sorry, Chad. Sorry to do it to you, man. Ooh, that's all right. That's all right. Moving down the list, another Chad bet. Ridge versus Chad. Ridge gives Chad 10 to 1 <laughs> odds at $10. He won't win the title. Yeah, this was, yeah. Uh, we were, uh, you know, a little intoxicated at the bar. Of course, of course. Uh, and we were just, he was talking trade, something about how my pick, like, could be like a like a, a good first rounder. And, you know, you know, I'm, I got the, the drunk confidence going on. So I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'll be there. Like, you know, with my division, if I got into the playoffs, who knows? Like, maybe I could make a run, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, I bet you, you won't make the championship. And like obviously, I don't think I'm gonna make or win like win it all, but for ten dollars to win a hundred dollars, I mean that's a no brainer. You stick out in the crowd. Yeah, I mean I would side with Rage. I agree. I don't think you're gonna win this year, but you're right. If you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Look, it's already to the championship as a six seed. Um, I won it as a five. I think Greg won it at. You know, you don't have to be the division winner to win. Just get in the playoffs, and guys get inexplicably hot at the end of the year. So there's no reason you can't win it, but yeah, I would side with Ridge, but I don't blame you for taking. I would take this bet all day. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like I said, I'm gonna side with Ridge, but you literally have no downside. Yeah, I'm siding with Ridge. Yeah, no. So, and Ridge just cruising through. The next two are Ridge. Fifty dollar bet between Ridge and Tiz. James White, twenty eight more touches than Sony <laughs> Michelle. Is that what that bet is? I don't. I don't really understand this. When that, did, when did this happen? It was he like posted a couple times in the chat, so I know it was a bet. Yeah, um, I think he's betting that I think he has a Sony Michelle sign that he'll have twenty eight okay. more touches. No, than... oh, so I think I think it's whoever has more touches, and he's giving James White twenty eight. Yeah, exactly. So if he has okay. twenty seven okay. more carries, he loses. Okay, so he's yep. giving James White a twenty eight to nothing lead in the carries. Category. That is easily the most random bet we've ever had. That's so. Yes. <laughs> There must have been some weird argument between Tiz and Ridge, and they made this bet. I mean, I'm going to go with Sony, I guess. I mean, yeah, I'll still go with Sony. Why take the like running back for the team? I'm going to I'm going to take the 28 touches. We're going James White. I'm going to agree. Yeah. James, James White like gets like all the third down work. Okay. And around we remember, twenty five dollar bet between me and Ridge. Um, Ridge was literally seeking out people for bets. I remember he was just circling around, made eye contact with, with me, and was like, Corey Davis bet. And I was like, of course, <laughs> Calvin Ridley. And I think that's pretty much how it happened. Uh, more fantasy points between Ridley and Corey Davis. I mean, I think Corey Davis can be a wide receiver one this year, so Corey Davis. Yeah. I didn't really even want to make the bet. I just had to defend my player's honor. <laughs> so, I respect Calvin Ridley. Chad? Yeah, I'm going to go Corey yeah. Davis, even though he's not going to be the number one wide receiver on his team. It's going to be Taewon Taylor. So, uh, yeah, going to go Corey Davis. All right. 
Um, that's going to round off our trades and bets for our uh, beloved draft day. Um, so now I think what we're going to do is dive right in to kind of a round-by-round round breakdown. Um, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, give, uh, maybe give give some of the best picks that we think they have best value. Um, and I think we'll we'll start off on a round. Ed, do you, you have it up in front of you. What what do you think is the best pick of the first round? Let's say outside of Saquon. Let's... Well, I'll go through the the, first, the way the okay. one through fourteen went. So it went Saquon, Geis, Penny, Sony Michelle, Jarek McKinnon, Royce Freeman, Nick Chubb at seven. Then. I said it. Uh, Ronald Jones, <laughs> John Johnson, Kalen Balaj, Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, and Christian Kirk. Uh, I would say, all in all, not a surprising first round. Maybe a couple of the order of the picks, but that I think it went kind of according to plan. Um, biggest reach, you can give it to me at Kalen Balaj, but I don't even think at any mock before, Chad that had him outside the first round. We, we were giving him to Wire, we were giving him to possibly chat at 12 so yeah i may have traded up and reached for him but i probably could have traded to 12 and made the same trade so it didn't really make a difference 10 or 12 for where i got balage um i'm gonna have to give best value to chad getting dj Moore at 12 uh most consensus having as the wide receiver one although i don't fault sector for taking something as a long-term play um that was the most surprising pick i think was Cortland Sutton. would you guys agree um, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Like, as far as, like, what we thought was going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was locked in to more. Like, he was straight up locked in. But he, I don't see any he, bad picks. I, we'll, we'll get into the tiers. I do think McKinnon was a little, taken a little too high. Um, I don't like Ronald Jones at all, but that's kind of where he has to be picked if you're in a need for a running back. So, all in all, I just thought the round, round one went pretty, pretty standard, but I would give the DJ Moore as the, ver- the best value pick at uh, 112, and you can give me the worst pick at 110. I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't know. I'd have to argue Nick Chubb at seven, man. For best value? I think Chubb at seven is just fantastic okay. value. And what about um, your biggest reach? I mean, so you you would get biggest reach. Worst pick is is Rojo. Yeah. Far. Worst pick in the oh, yeah, is, in round yeah. is Rojo. Yeah. Chad? Um, uh, this, is, this is tough. I think probably best pick... Um. Hmm. Can I give it to myself? Because I think DJ Moore is going like top five in some mocks. Sure, so I give it to you. So give yeah. it to yourself. So yeah, I'm, I think getting DJ Moore at twelve was like really good for me and awesome, and I'm really fortunate. Um, and the biggest reach. Hmm. I gotta go with Jarek McKinnon. And we'll yeah. get, we'll get into that for during the tiers, but I don't know. I, I think there's people that went after him that I, I probably would have took over him. That's fair. Yep. But uh, very surprising as far as round one goes, and I would bet that if we pulled 100 other dynasty leagues, we would we may be the only one that went 10 stride running backs. Oh yeah. I, I it, yeah. it's just that went against everything in ADP, anything that you saw from other people tweeting out, excuse me, their dynasty, you know, drafts on Twitter or whatever. And obviously, it all comes down to the team's drafting, and there was just more of a running back need, and I think hype going into this. Um, we have the veteran that kind of takes a spot in the running back category, but I wasn't surprised. But when you look, you're, you might look back like, wow, 10 straight running backs. Like, if you were run, if you needed a wide receiver to lay in the draft, it was like, oh my, thank you. Like, all these top running uh, wide receivers are, are falling. So, 
Yeah, I think round one was pretty good. And yeah, I think Rojo will be the biggest bust, but we'll see. Yeah, I was thrilled to get a round one NFL draft receiver at, at really in other leagues pick 2.1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the three wide receivers going 11, 12, 13 is like otherworldly. It's yeah, really, it's really strange. Yep, and that'll kind of segue to round two because this was more of the wide receiver yes. draft. Yep. All the top running backs were gone. There's a couple that floated in here. We'll go over it. But after that, that tier of running backs, then all the wide receivers started getting taken. So to run through it was Anthony Miller, James Washington, Michael Gallup, Mike Gizeki, um, Hines, I don't, Naheem Hines, Lamar Jackson, Alan Hearns, Dante Pettis, Traquan Smith, DJ Chark, uh, John Brown, Jordan Wilkins, Tyrell Williams, and Rashard Matthews. Uh, I mean, I can start it again. I think the, the worst picks, Kojak taking two veterans, wide receivers that aren't even wide receiver ones. I don't, obviously, there's not going to be any veteran wide receiver ones in the draft, but he's a real big, he's a rebuilding team. He traded out of all of his high seconds. And again, I don't want to give like too much away for later, but I hate those two picks really for him. I love the Tyrell Williams pick because he's going to be a free agent next year. He's I like, young, I like him too, but he's rebuilding. Like, I just don't. But that's what he's like 24. I'm, I'm all about the Tyrell. Richard Matthews, I didn't like. The Tyrell Williams pick, I liked a lot. Um, I thought Big was Lamar Jackson, definitely. I know Seckler has uh, Mitch Trubisky, but. Yeah, I was probably could have just taken a, a veteran later. There's still veterans on the on he the could, waiver he could have wire. Twenty for Mariota straight up. Could have done that. I would have taken Mariota over Lamar Jackson and Harpy. I mean, right now I'd rather have Bortles than Lamar Jackson. Like for week one, <laughs> if he's just trying to not lose, I yeah, get yeah. long term. He's probably maybe the best fantasy quarterback. He could have waited. He could have traded down. And I'll give best value. That's tough. You know you want to give it to yourself. No, no, I won't give it to myself. I'll actually it, give it. It's to good a, value. Yeah, you got it for him. Tiz. I think getting a possible RB one at uh, pick twenty six to twelve is pretty hard to do. Um, if he can beat out Marlon Mack for that spot, that that could end up being a really good pick for him. And there, you know, Hines is there too. But that, I think that whole backfield is very wide open. So that. Maybe right now isn't the best value, but I think it could prove to be the best value pick in the second round. Yep. I This round was full of value. There was a lot of good value picks mm-hmm. in this round. I Favorable, my, my favorite pick, the pick I lean towards is James Washington just because of how high he was in the pre-draft, especially if we look at um, USC Juju last year. Yeah. Think the same thing, pre-draft, the whole nine, he was a top five player, went through yeah, the yeah. NFL. And literally went to the same team in the same situation. I'd like to say that. I mean, you could also argue Gasicki, top tight end off the board in the second round. See, I would say that I was a reach. I, I like I like Gasicki there. I'm I'm very happy with Gasicki. So, if I needed a tight end, I would have loved to take him there. See, I don't want to interrupt you, Chad. So that's so one trade that did happen was Ridge and Wire flipped their picks. So Wire took Alan Hearns, Ridge took the tight end, and they just traded straight up. I don't really understand. I mean, I don't even understand why Ridge did it. I guess he got the good. He got the trade for it. But I guess Wired feels like Graham's getting old. He traded away Kelsey. Needs a rookie. He can just kind of stash him. So I guess it makes sense for him. He's also a Dolphins fan. He's also a Dolphins. Yeah. But I, there's not a lot of picks I I don't like. I don't really know if DJ Chark's gonna have. a – I don't love DJ Chark's game, but it's a typical Josh pick. It's a boomer bust type of, uh, yep. player. Sorry, Chad. I'll let you go on on your favorite and not favorite picks. 
Um, so the reach, obviously, I think we're all in agreement here. Lamar Jackson um, to go that early was really surprising. I totally agree that he should have took the trade from Mueller and he should have got Mariota for that pick. If he wants a quarterback, I'm taking Mariota there. Um, best value, um, and I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path here. I do like Ad's pick of John Brown, but I'm going to go with um, Dante Pettis. I actually really like Dante Pettis. I think that um, there's availability for targets in San Fran, and I think he's like a dual threat, like punt returner. Um, you know, he could be one of those guys, like a Ted Ginn kind of type, that could like a Will Fuller almost. Uh, he could be one of those same similar kind of guys. And I like Jimmy Garoppolo a lot, and so I think to, to snipe him at 22 was a pretty good pick. And this is going to kind of go over our uh, – so Chad did end up getting DJ Moore, and I got Blodge in the first. And then Chad at 204 got Michael Gallup, my boy. There you go. Already yeah. had a touchdown the preseason. Nice little Dak to Gallup connection. And, yeah, I, I like my pick. I traded two future thirds for this pick. And I had a lot of guys. I had a big board of guys. But John Brown was there. And his camp hype is unreal right now. He's blown And up. I know it's been kind of like that. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention to the John Brown camp hype. But I don't remember it being this – Height. And he's got to stay healthy. I've been on record saying 1,000 yards. And with every update, I'm posting 1,000 yards because I think he can get 1,000 yards. But yeah, the, the the second round is pretty good. I mean, obviously, we're going to look back. Half these guys are going to be bust. But, yep. you know, for now, it looks pretty solid. I do like Seckler getting Anthony Miller and James Washington packaging that with Sutton in the first round. I carry on Johnson who Chaz has gonna be an RB1 so before guys got hurt we're like damn Rob's looking good yeah absolutely and I still think he looks good going forward because guys will be back next year uh round three kind of the, the handcuff round yeah absolutely um that's where the value was though you never know yeah and that kind of put into effect on some of our tiers and where people took handcuffs and not but to go through it, uh, Josh Rosen, Chase Edmonds, Bo Scarborough, Deion Kane, Ito Smith, Antonio Callaway, John Kelly, Dallas Godare, Hayden Hurst, Latavius Murray, Danny Amendola, Jalen Samuels, Trey Burton, and Kiki, do you love me? Cutie? <laughs> you can, one of you guys can start. I don't have to start every time. Sure. Um, this is this is a tough one. There's a lot. I mean, I easily think the biggest reach was Scarborough, but I mean, it could end up playing well for him. To be completely honest with you, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you got to think Zeke is like the biggest scumbag is going to get suspended forever. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's just value wise, I think he could have got him mid fourth, and he had fourth round picks. I think John Kelly could have filled to mid fourth too. Both those oh, guys absolutely. are behind elite. But they, they but, they're arguably can, yeah. shouldn't be drafted other than the owners that have those running backs. Then Zeke. Sense. And like I said, I could argue both ways. I just think their reach is based on ADP. Chase Correct. Edmonds is there too. Yeah. He's in that conversation too with David Johnson in front of him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, David Johnson's a little older, but I, I do agree. Even though that Edmonds touchdown was ridiculous. He's, he looks so touchdown. Did you see that, Chad? I don't think I saw that. He got, it was like fourth. It was like not fourth. In the world. Oh, that I did the see that. Line. Yeah, yeah. Edmonds gets basically stuffed and just magically ends up in the end zone. He like squirmed through the entire line kept chugging his legs and i know uh nick's on record saying that he doesn't believe he thinks dj's gonna have a down year this year and he's a little older i think he's like 27 maybe turning 28 so i kind of get that handcuff more than Gurley and zeke who are like 24 years old and like the prime of their careers but yep you never know um and i think i think best value is trey burton 
Well done, Chad. Uh, so, so I'll go. So I, I, I personally, and I was talking him up before the draft even, and I really wanted to get him, was Danny Amendola. I thought that was a great pick in the late third. I think he's going to get a lot of volume in Miami. And he'll be like a sneaky, like, every week flex play, in my opinion. Um, biggest reach, I pro- I'm going to go with you guys and say probably Bill Scarborough. Just for all the reasons that you just gave. Zeke being the age that he is, being the most, being like a dominant running back that he is, it he's really strictly if Zeke gets hurt, a handcuff. So if yeah. you want him taking up a bench space, just banking on Zeke to be suspended, get hurt, whatever, then so be it. But yeah, I'm gonna go with that as the biggest reach. Yep. Um, yeah, I like the. I'll see. This is where I would have rather have taken the tight end rather than at 15 or wherever he was taken. I, I like both tight end picks here. Um, Eagles have shown they can sustain two tight ends. But, yeah, I agree. Trey Burton, either no, I'm, I'm a big Shaheen fan, and he has looked good in this offseason, and I do think he will be the de facto tight end one and eventually a tight end fantasy one in the next few years. But for this year, I think Trey Burton will have a, a pretty good role there. I, I was definitely targeting him in the fourth round, but I knew he wouldn't fall. And I agree with you, Bo. As soon as it was picked, and Antler just thinks I have it out for him, all I heard from Eric was Bo, and I yelled, ew. <laughs> so I looked at him, and he's like, oh, of course, it's me. I'm like, I just said ew. I didn't know who drafted it or whatever. I just knew it. It's 303. That is not a good pick. But, yeah, a lot of this round is pretty whatever. I do like Jalen Samuels. I like that he's dual eligible for running back and tight end. I think you can kind of get you can get anybody in the Steelers' offense. That's that's a that's a win. Um, so especially at the end of the third round, I think it's worth a shot. But yeah, I'm happy I traded. So I guess because like, you you drafted too many players, Eric. So Chad's saying your praises for getting Danny Amendola, Danny Amendola so late, but you trade him for a few a 2023. Yeah, I, I traded into this round. I was I was just getting aggressive because I I wanted two guys. I went in in this round wanting Antonio Callaway and Latavius Murray. Like those are the two guys I, I wanted. He's, so I, tr- I traded into 33 and 34 to, and then traded 33 immediately to Pham for 38 and 39. So Pham took Edo Smith, and then I got 38 and 39 just because why not? Mm-hmm. So I took Latavius, and then I knew Amendola had value and figured I could flip him. Also, I, lo- I mean, I love Josh Rosen. I think Josh Rosen's going to be really good in this yeah. league. So, you know, if they can get him some weapons, I think that's a good pick for the third round. Absolutely. So getting to, the, like, the last few rounds, you know, probably more veterans, maybe some just real flyer. Rookies. And who you want at this point. So, you like. yeah, whoever, exactly. Take your guy. So, we got Eric Decker, Auden Tate, Paul Richardson, Boston Scott, Jamon Moore, James White, Cole Beasley, Justin Jackson, Austin Eckler, EQS Brown, whatever, Eric Ebron. <laughs> I forgot what the initials for him were, EQB or whatever. Eric Ebron, Justin Watson, Vance McDonald, and Sean Lee. Justin Watson is such a fan player. Um, so yeah, weird. you can go first on this round um I, i'm sneaking on and tate truther i think you know at one time he was projected to go like early second so to get him in the fourth i think is pretty good value um Tate. yeah Auden tate yeah um he ran a four seven four seven yeah he's not fast but he's a big body and he's, he can be like a big red zone target yeah, and there's really no one there in this instance for that wide receiver too. I mean, there's there is, but like he can. No win one's it. established themselves yet. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and then biggest reach. Um, or just worse. It's hard to reach in the Yeah, it is a little tough. Boston Scott. It was Boston Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like that pick at all. He's like the sixth running back in, 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 in New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought it was on six. No, Boston Scott in uh, New Orleans. Who was the – who got drafted? Was that other Tiz's pick? He picked like the third string from Cincy. Mark Walton. No, no, no. That, that was Isler. Oh. I don't know. Oh, okay. No, I, lo- I love Mark Walton. I think Mark Walton, if he went in a different situation, he's probably about a top 20 pick. But Boston Scott was, like, borderline undraftable. Um, I'm going to say best value. Maybe I'm a little biased because I had him, but I, I love Austin Eckler. I yeah. thought when he got limited touches last year, he was explosive. And we guy, and I don't really think he's a great running back. If he gets hurt, I mean, I don't think they go out. I mean, I think Austin Eckler could have low RB1 upside easily right away in that in that role. So I, I like that pick, and especially in the fourth round, why not? He just got Melvin Gordon, so he got his de facto handcuff. So he's – that was a smart pick. I thought it was a very smart pick. And Cole Beasley. I mean, I, I like that pick by Kojak too. Yeah. I don't know, like a wor- like the worst pick. I don't know. I, mean, I guess I guess now looking at Eric Decker, the, the reports from him are that he's just really <laughs> struggling. So it's easy to look at it now and say it's the worst pick. So I'll just go with that. Yeah, it works. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I made it clear. I think Boston was a terrible pick there. I, I hope he proves me wrong. Um, best value. I like the Paul Richardson pick. I, th- I yeah. think dudes with Paul Richardson, I originally had him mocked like top 30. So I'm and Ebron, like he's not that old. No, he, Ebron's, and apparently he's been doing very well. Yeah. I, I loved Ebron. Ebron was getting yeah, yeah, was second round picks. Forever. I love Daddy Ebron. To Ebron. I love Daddy to Ebron. So I'm, I'm not over Ebron. I still like him. I just, I wouldn't take him on the game. I didn't know when to update this. Um, um, fifth round. So fifth round. We got, I don't really know what this, this round would be titled as, but we got LeGarrette Blunt, the Chargers D, Mark <laughs> Walton, Josh Maddock Adams. Is this supposed to be Josh Adams? Is that who yeah, it is? Yeah, it's Josh Adams. I just, obviously, I was typing, and I guess somebody was yelling or whatever. I wasn't yeah. really concentrating, type Josh Maddock. Um, Sam Darnold, Keelan Cole, Deshaun Hamilton, Philip Rivers, Buck Allen, Albert Wilson, Doug Martin, Geronimo Allison, Darius Fountain, and Baker Mayfield. I'll go first and to my own horn. I think the biggest steal was me at Geronimo Allison. Um, getting a lot of camp praise. I was even surprised he was available at this point. He's going to be the uh, Packers wide receiver three. Cobb has been injury prone, and I think he will get hurt at some point. And if you're the wide receiver two in the Packers, that's pretty damn good. Even if you're not Devontae Adams, it's it's great value. Especially the almost the last pick of the, of the fifth yeah. round. Um I mean, Josh Maddock is not a good pick by Etzler. <laughs> uh, He's a burner. I, then, I don't know, Eric. I don't like. I just don't get for you. I, I mean, I, 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 want him, I want him to do well, and I can flip him to a contender. I do love Albert Wilson by Chad, too. Um, that wide receiver core has been a mess. Like, nothing good is coming from camp from the top two Dolphins wide receivers that you expect. And Amendola is there, but I think Albert Wilson could easily carve a role if Parker remains hurt or isn't good or still is hurt and isn't good. So for fifth round flyer, I think it's pretty good. So I don't, I don't have like a bad pick. I think I like this Sam Darnold pick too. Fifth round, he could easily he could probably be the best quarterback in this that got drafted. 
Love the Baker pick, too. There were, there were some just good upside case shots in, left. Case in point to Rob, taking Lamar Jackson in the second round, mm-hmm. you could have gotten mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold in the fifth round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's why that – I mean, that, that probably might have been the worst pick in the draft. To, to get Mayfield at, 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 seven, at the last pick of the draft, I think is such a steal, and it's really good value. Um, yeah, I agree. And then the the worst pick for me is is just it's Chargers D. I can't get over it. The, there's no reason Dude, to, to draft a Dude's defense. Last year, Dude's in the fifth round is wild card. He took Vinatieri. He's taking Glenn Coffee. Glenn Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, listen. If if Chad caught Jags D, they would have been drafted. Yeah. But yeah. I I I just don't really know defense. Well, Chargers D fantasy. is very good this year. Their Chargers defense is supposed to be very okay, very but good. no one was taking them in the fifth round. I agree with you. It probably he probably could have got them easily as a free agent pickup. But he'll argue who else should I have taken there? Yeah, and I'm gonna say Jordan Miles and you should have took there. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's a questionable pick. Like IDPs, I get like Sean Lee was taken. I don't know if I read through the fourth round. Um, Sean Lee was taken in the fourth round, but D a D is just hard to hard to do in a draft, and especially in a rookie draft, but. I just think it's a waste of a draft pick. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird pick. But that was a draft. It was and a great draft. We're actually doing pretty good on time. So we're going to segue right into one one big episode. We're not going to split it up like last year. Last year, last year we teased it, but Chad has already let us know that they're all going to be released at the same time. So fuck it. One big episode. So we're going to go right into our draft tiers. So like we did last year, it's, it's hard to rank – one to 14 drafts, it's a lot easier just to tier them. And we did five tiers. So I, I, I would think it's kind of like C+, plus, B-, minus B, B plus A, kind of, yeah, kind of in that range. Absolutely. I don't think anyone did terrible. It's no Ds, no Fs, but some were better than others. So we'll, we'll go with right with tier one, which is the worst. And it's kind of, I guess, maybe tier five should be the worst, but whatever. Tier one. And we'll start with our co-host, uh, Eric. So, Eric, you want to break down what your draft? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I, I don't think my draft was poor. I just think it was weaker than everyone else's based on my picks. So that was the nicest way of spinning it that I could. Uh, pick 13, I got Calvin Ridley. Pick 34, I got Antonio Callaway. Pick 38, Latavius Murray. Pick 39, Danny Amendola. Pick 65, Buck Allen, who could have been And pick 67, Doug Martin. So like I said, not a bad draft, but when you hear the rest of everyone else's, it, it's, it's weaker in comparison. So this is one of the few that when we did the tiers, there was – more than a two-tier difference between one of us, and one of them was Chad. So I'll, I'll take the, the tier one side, Chad, and you can rebut why you think this was good. I don't like Calvin Ridley. I didn't like him. He was one of my do-not drafts. Yep. Of the With him and Rojo were two guys I would not have taken at any pick. Okay. So I don't like him. And then I kind of did my tiers based on maybe not the value of the pick, but also the team taking the picks. And I just didn't see the benefit of taking a Doug Martin, a Latavius, like – old or handcuffs that I think you're really just taking for the sake of not coming in last and not rebuilding. So that was more of my criticism toward the draft. You did get a future third out of me from Amendola. And sure, like, Buck Allen could have a good role this year, but, like, what's his role next year? And I think a lot of these moves were just simply not coming last. And that's what you want to do. That's fine. But if I'm looking at this as far as, like, team needs and team building, I just thought it was one of the, the weaker. And, and, you know, people are higher than Calvin Ridley than I am, so I can see why people may disagree, but... Me and you actually had you in this tier one, and Chad will defend your honor ranking you in tier three. Yeah, I had Eric in tier three. I mean, I don't see really anything wrong with this draft with the picks that he had. I am not low on Kelvin Ridley. I like Kelvin Ridley a lot. Um, 
I think he's he's being groomed by Julio Jones. So, I mean, who better to groom a guy uh, than, than Julio Jones, um, who's, you know, just a dominant wide receiver. So I, I like Ridley a lot. He's a blazer. He's a probably the most fluid route runner in all of the draft. Um, so I think the, the value to get him at pick 13 was, was great. I like Antonio Callaway. Um, kind of a similar mode, a speedster. Um, with Corey Coleman gone, you know, granted they don't sign Dez, I think he might get some opportunity in, in Cleveland. So I like the Callaway pick. And then, you know, I've spoke about Danny, Danny Amendola. I like him this year in Miami. Latavius Murray, he can sneak some goal line carries. Why not? And then you got, like, fifths. Buck Allen and Doug Martin are fine for a fifth-round pick. So I really don't see what's wrong with this draft. Uh, maybe it's just me, but with the picks that he had, I think he got a lot out of them. You just you make a good case for someone not in Eric's position. That's, that's all my point. If this was, I don't know. So my, my, like I said, my whole thing with those players is I took players who were one injury away from skyrocketing in value, and I conditioned them for more value. Sure. Latavius Murray, Davon Cook goes down. Latavius Murray can get traded for possibly even a first. You're, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. That was, that was my I thought. Know. You that, know. That's fine. That's fine. Um, and like I said, I don't think it was bad, just like yeah. you said, weaker than others. But right. Chad had you much higher than others. So next in tier one is Itzler. Um, this was unanimous and was the lowest ranked of the tier average, which is just a continued theme on EDP is, yeah. is bashing Itzler, bashing Itzler. At, at all costs. Um, do you have it up or do you want me to? I do. Um, at pick 31, which is, like I said, Itzler also did not have a first or second round pick, so that's going to play into this. Of course, yes, of course. Um, pick 31, Bo Scarborough, which was one of the biggest reaches of the draft. 43, Eric Decker. 44, Auden Tate. 59, Mark Walton. 60, Josh Adams. Um, like I said, I, I do agree that, that Itzler is one of the weakest plays in the draft, but he also had lower picks. Bo Scarborough was a reach. I like the value of Decker. Auden Tate, we did like initially. He's been a Debbie darling for quite some time now. Maybe he turns it around. I love Mark Walton. Josh Adams, I despise. So <laughs> it's a nice mix. It's a nice mix of everything. Chad? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, I'm just not a fan of this draft at all. If you look at the third round, there's like – a bunch of guys that I'd rather have over Bo Scarborough, first and foremost. Um, I did speak the praise of Auden Tate, so that's probably my one bright spot in in these five picks. But the rest is just, it's just so flaws to me. I can see literally everyone but Auden Tate being cut from this roster <laughs> by week like four because he wants to pick up better players. I don't think he'll cut Scarborough on principle, but I can see the rest. That's true because he has the bet. Yeah. I wonder how that works if you have a bet but you don't hold the player. We had like that wasn't it like obscure wide receiver? Bet? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, and wrapping up the uh, United Healthcare tier one <laughs> is Matthew Kojak. <laughs> uh, so Matthew Kojak with pick twenty seven t- took Tyro Williams, pick twenty eight Rashard Matthews, thirty seven Hayden Hurst, forty two Kiki Cutie, forty nine Cole Beasley, sixty one Sam Darnold. Uh, rattle them off quick. Love the Tyro Williams pick. Uh, Tyrell Williams pick, young, huge upside free agent next year. Rashard Matthews was suspect. Hayden Hurst, he got a first-round NFL pick in the middle of the third. I'd do that all day. Mm-hmm. Kiki QT, I don't know how much of a role he has in the Texans slot. Um, Cole Beasley could be a big upside pick with Cowboys. You don't know who they're going to throw to. And Sam Donald could be the best quarterback in the draft. So not not a bad round, just not as good as others. Yeah, I'd rank him better than the other two we've mentioned. Um 
I think the her you're right. Hurst is a good value pick. I'm not as high on Tyrell for him and Richard Matthews. The Kiki, I don't think he's gonna have much of a role. And Cole is a is a fine player, but I, you know, I guess in that round, why not? In the round five or whatever he took him, but I don't think he's gonna be ever starting for Kojak unless it's a buy. Again, no first or second round pick, or he had two late second round picks. He probably should just stuck in the draft and didn't trade out of it, and then this draft would have been much higher. That's that we had other teams drafting so we kind of just shot himself in the foot kept trying to trade back and accumulate more picks in the years past and you can't keep doing that so for those reasons tier one yep uh no no i'm I'm pretty much in in agreement with what you guys are saying uh i i think sam darnold i i'm on board thinking that sam darnold could be a really good quarterback so i think you know to get him in the last round i think it's a great value pick um, but like, like you said, like the vets in the late second, I, I, I sneaky kind of like Richard Matthews. I think he'll definitely be okay and definitely be startable. Um, Hurst, like you said, a first round pick, but he plays for the Ravens. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not really trusting of that offense with Flacco and everything, but, um, it, it it's, it's a fine draft, but I, I agree that it's, it's, a, it's in tier one. So that'll wrap up Tier 1. Tier 2, we have five teams, the most crowded of the tiers. Um, I think I did write these in an average order, and uh, this one was a little different. We all had uh, Wire, is the team, in different tiers. So I am in two where he is. Chad I'm in one, and Eric had him as high as three. Uh, not a lot of picks, but Eric, you want to read them? Yeah, absolutely. So pick 21, he took Alan Hearns. 23, he took Tra- Traquan Smith. 29, Josh Rosen. 63, Deshaun Hamilton. Um, love the Alan Hearns pick. Could end up being the wide receiver one in Dallas. Absolutely worth it. Definitely. Uh, Traquan Smith, a burner with Drew Brees throwing the ball. Not a bad situation to be in. Josh Rosen is, is probably my favorite quarterback in the draft um, with situation and, and how he's looking with Sam Bradford in front of him. And then Deshaun Hamilton might have also been one of the steals of the draft they were talking about him going being the second round rookie pick mm-hmm. in a lot of different sites and he literally went in late fifth so i, I, I agree, I agree. he was a good steal too made, made use of his picks yeah i mean now with the uh the meredith possible injury traquan could yeah, secure that wide point. receiver three maybe two because i don't i don't love ted ginn and he's only getting older so the speed reliance is only going to get worse um, I do like the Hearns pick. I thought that was one of the better value picks in the second round. I think he could have even went higher than Gallup, but I don't blame you taking Gallup over Hearns because of the youth. And you may just be a better wide receiver. And obviously, Dak Hardy has a rapport with him. But this is a fine. I mean, you gave it a B plus. I had it in tier two. I just like other drafts better. But for what he did with his picks, I thought I thought it was fine. I, I mean, just solid solid drafts. I mean, if he can get one of these three receivers to be fantasy relevant in the next three years, I think that's a win. 100%. Chad? See, to me, I, th- I think you're crazy to put Eric lower than this draft. For personally. Sorry. What about Eric? I think you're crazy to put Eric a tier, like, below wire. I think yeah. Eric's draft is way better than this draft. Appreciate it. Um, but, you know, I mean, like you said, it's not bad. It's solid. He has some guys. Like, Hearns definitely could be the guy there. And then, you know, he has some upside guys. Traquan, Rosen could be a really good QB. Sean Hamilton, like you said. So... I'm not I'm not sold on his draft, but I think uh, I think we got him in the right spot here. Yeah, and this one maybe Kojak didn't have the opportunity to take Traquan, but those are the type of players that want teams to take, not 
the veterans. Yep. Or like for you, Chad, what you're saying, not a veteran handcuff like Vlad Murray. That, that's all for me. I like mm-hmm. – and why is I even a rebuilding team when he took the upside? Yeah. So that's just – I mean, maybe rookies are a little overvalued and we should take the, the veterans, but – it's the draft, damn it. It is uh, the draft. I like the, <laughs> I like the, uh, the rookies. Uh, next will be me. This is a unanimous uh, tier two. For me, too. I, I agree. Um, I like my draft, but I'm not going to say it's better than anyone else's. Do you just want me to run yeah, through sure. it? Uh, pick 10, it's okay on Balazs. Pick 20, 25, I picked John Brown. 55, Vance McDonald. And 68, Geronimo Allison. I don't honestly think I could have done much better at my picks than the guys I took, given who was around me. You could argue Balazs, but we've said before I'm higher on him. But, I mean, someone else made the argument that John Brown, and for my team need Vance McDonald and Drama Allison, weren't the best picks available at that time, then fine, I'll have the argument with you. But they aren't prolific players, or may not be, so I get that I'm not ranked as high as other teams. I put myself tier two as well. So I'm very happy with it. I just didn't really have the the arsenal to make a bigger splash. Uh, with your picks outside of Balazs. I mean, I know you love him and yeah, you know, like you pick, you pick your guy, but yeah, John Brown, McDonald and Allison, all great value picks where you took them. Yeah. I think the value yeah, here yeah, is definitely, yeah, yeah. is definitely in John Brown and, and Allison. I think those are your two best picks. Um, we're all in agreement. Balazs was, was a reach. Um, and then Vance McDonald, you know, as a Steeler fan, he's got Jesse James there. You got Jalen Samuels there. Uh, Steeler tight ends are never really fantasy relevant, so I'm not the biggest Vance McDonald fan, but I get it if you need a you know a tight end. Yeah, that for me it was I had a bunch of just veterans listed. Um, it could have been Ebron, it could have been whoever. I already picked up Cook on the waivers because Vance might be hurt. I just need a tight end because Hunter Henry was hurt, and I got a I got a little shook that in the fifth round they all might get taken, so I just took me in the fourth round and. Called it a day. Yeah. All right, moving on, we have Greg Muller's draft. So we got Greg in Tier 3 as well. He, he only pick. had one pick. I mean, he made use of it, taking Jared McKinnon at pick 5. Yeah, I mean, this is where we varied a lot. And yeah. this is one of the more volatile tier rankings. So Chad had him ranked all the way down in Tier 1. <laughs> I had him too where he is and Eric had him in tier four. I, I like the McKinnon pick. I, I I think it's a good pick. But it's his only pick. So that's gotta count a little bit. And I agree with Chad, I probably rather have had some of the other rookie or wide receivers instead of I get it for him, he's a win now team, but yeah. I'm just lower on McKinnon. I am too. I am too. I think he did what he had to do to put himself in position to win. Um, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm happy for him. So, I mean, Chad, so you're saying you would take a lot of – so you're saying Kirion – he hates Kirion, but you would take Kirion, Chubb, and then how how and, many of any of the water you take? Because I assume you're not taking Ronald Jones over McKinnon. No, but I'm taking oh. I'm taking Freeman, uh, Freeman, I'm taking Kirion, and I'm taking Chubb. We couldn't take Freeman. It was a clause. I mean, I mean just in, in general, I guess, okay. but – yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I'm just, I'm just not sold on McKinnon being a bell cow, and I've said it before on the pod. I'm just not. He's yeah, average. I, mean, he's... I don't think, I don't think he needs to be a bell cow to be a running back one. That's, that's, that's my point that I'm making. I think he took the best fantasy player that he could take. I don't yeah. know. He, he's averaged under four yards per carry the last two years. 
he's he's closer to he's closer to a satellite back than he is a bell cow, in my opinion. That's what I'm saying. That's fine though. So is Devonta Freeman almost. Maybe a little, a little bit more in the tackles. Yeah, he's got but... the size more than. Maybe yeah. he doesn't. I don't. know. He just seems like more of a, a bruiser than McKinnon is. No, Freeman's still smaller. Um, I think it's a fine pick, but personally, I just ra- I would just rather have people over him. That that's why I had him last. One pick, so you gotta account that yeah. for what it is. So uh, the next pick, our next team will be Agent Lee. Nick, uh, pick eight. He took um, Rofag. Pick thirty. <laughs> Chase Edmonds. <laughs> pick thirty-three. Ito Smith. Uh, pick 52, EQ St. Brown. Pick 54, Justin Watson. Um, although Rowe was my, my least favorite player in the draft by far, I guess he had to take him there. Um, he could be a starting running back if everyone else in the team gets injured and they don't sign anyone else. Um, so, yeah, I mean, love Chase Edmonds, Edo Smith. He also went with the high upside backups, which is fine. And then he took literally two of his perfect players, EQ St. Brown and Justin Watson, just – High upside, suspect character. Well, maybe not Justin Watson. Justin Watson's not suspect, but EQ is kind of suspect. So, do you think, Matt? Yeah. I mean, I had him ranked in this tier just because I'm not going to be that mean and say Rojo deserves a tier one. But, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're that stacked, you may as well fill your bench up with back uh, with handcuffs. And you can take the upside, too. And you can take the upside. I just thought it was a pretty flaws draft. I didn't, it didn't wow me. I don't think it made his team any better this year. At all, I don't think any of these guys like that at all. I don't think it's. I mean, this is a dynasty, so I get it. But for a team that's kind of in the rebuild, for a team that traded away Mike Evans and is trying to accumulate a bunch of running backs, and he did with Lynch and Anderson and Foreman, fine and and Rojo. But I don't think I do not think this draft made him a better team going forward, and that's it should be your goal in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think at, at pick eight, I mean. We we said before, I think you got to take Ronald Jones there, so that I mean that's fine. But like, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's it's just it, it it's fine. Like it's it's nothing that I'm yelling home to, you know, shout from the rooftops. But it's um it, it, it's fine, and I think that we have it ranked correctly because there's just there's just like a bunch of flyer guys basically. Yeah. Yep. Um, and rallying off tier two. And this is one of the other few. I think the only one remaining where we disagreed on more than two tiers away is Tiz. Do you, and do you have his? Yeah. Uh, pick six, he took Royce Freeman. Pick 26, Jordan Wilkins. Pick 46, Boston Scott. Pick 48, James White. Um, I mean, I love the, love the Freeman pick. And you were went on record before saying that Pre could be the best running back in the class. Um, Jordan Wilkins, high upside shot in pick the second round, late second round, which is great. Boston Scott probably should have went undrafted, and I do like the James White pick at 48. I mean, you guys both tier two, and maybe looking back, tier four was a little high for Tiz, but I did have more players in different tiers. But I think his first, I think pick six and 26, like I said, could be, one could be the best running back in this class by the end of it, and Wickens could be the running back one on that team midway through the year. I mean, that I think that job is wide open. Granted, yeah, Scott, I don't like it. And James White, I mean, two of you thought he could plus 28 get more carries than Sonny Michelle. Yeah. And he's one of those, can these Patriots wide receiver have a role this year? So I think in pick 48, that was a fine, you know, chance. I thought he hit a home run with this draft, personally. And that's why I had him ranked in, in tier four. I think you're talking about players that are going to help you now. 
Freeman's going to help you right now, I think. And I think Wilkins, or Wickens, whatever. Is there an L in there? Wilkins or Wickens? Wilkins. Well, can help him eventually in week five, six, and when maybe he's run into injury problems or has bye week issues. So I love the draft for Tiz, and I think it's annoying because he's in our division. And I think this draft definitely helped him kind of move up to that next pushing for playoffs tier. Yeah. I think I may have just overreacted to Boston Scott getting drafted. <laughs> I think I think a B is, is a good grade on this draft. I, I agree, Fre- uh, Freeman, I think will we'll be pretty good. Um, like you said, with Wilkins, he's competing with, you know, Hines and Mack um, for a role. I think we'll have a role. Well, what will it be? We don't know. Um, Boston Scott. I honestly don't know much about Boston Scott. So uh, He's a tiny little satellite back. He, re- he redrafted your boy from a couple of years ago. I don't know anything from about From Cal. Who, who's your boy, Chad? Oh, Lasko? Yeah, he redrafted <laughs> Lasko. Okay. Um, and then James White. My boy had him last year. He, he's going to give you, you know, a touchdown here and there. But it doesn't blow me away, but <clears throat> I, I do like the Freeman pick. All right, so that's the end of Tier 2. We're getting to the Tier 3, the, the, the top six players now. The top the, six. The cream drafts. of the crop. Cream of the uh, crop. In, in our opinion. So Tier 3, we'll start with Rodgers. Uh, Mike Rodgers. Only three picks in the draft, but did very, very well with them from a value standpoint. Uh, pick 22, Dante Pettis. Pick 36, Dallas Goddard. Pick 70, Baker Mayfield. Um, Dante Pettis, I, I, pr- I probably would have avoided Pettis, but I do like the value and the fact that he has the opportunity uh, 49ers depth chart, and I think Jimmy can spread it around, and he could maybe have a rapport with them moving forward. Dallas Goddard, I love that pick in the middle of the third round, high upside, and you never know what's going to happen with Ertz. Uh, and Baker Mayfield could have been one of the top five steals of the draft, getting number one pick overall at pick 70. Yeah, I think per round you can argue he got the best value pick in each of the rounds yeah. he drafted him. So when you do that, it's a hell of a draft. He's got guys that can help him now. He's got, I don't even know who's his tight end right now, but yeah, I mean, it was a pretty, for only three picks, it's hard to be like, wow, you did pretty well with these three picks, and he, he did. No reaches, no flyers for a win-now team. Yeah. I like all three picks a lot. I totally agree. I, I think he got really maximum value out of all three of these picks. Especially Baker Mayfield. Especially Baker Mayfield. So. And Rod- Rogers tied in is Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the next pick, and a team that's very opposite, who had a flurry of picks, was Josh Maddock. Josh Maddock um, did have All right, I'll quite, go. quite the flurry <laughs> of picks. <laughs> so pick, pick 14, he had Christian Kirk. Pick 19, 24, DJ Chark. 32, Dion Kane. 47, Jamon Moore, 53, Eric Ebron, and 56, Sean Lee. Um, I like Kirk a lot, and I like Rosen a lot. Um, Hines, like Wickens or Wilkins, can could be the RB1. So I like, I like really any running back at this for this season alone or maybe the next two seasons, taking a shot at one of them. Um, I, I'm not a huge DJ Chark fan, and obviously it sucks Deion Kane is out for the year. I knock his grade because of that. Um We'll see how he recovers. Jamal Moore has a chance to, to make a little bit of noise in Green Bay. Uh, E-Ryle, like the value there. Sean, he's healthy, man. He's a, one of the best IDPs you can get. So, fine taking him there. Uh, overall, pretty solid draft. Yeah, his, his value was excellent. That was actually when I did draft grades. That was my note. He literally just took the best player available. Um, I mean, it ended up being the best player available in each in each round, in, in our opinion. So, I, I have literally no knocks on his draft. He just, he just took a player. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I, I love Christian Kirk. I've been high on Kirk for a while. Um, 
Hines was one of the guys I was looking at at one point towards the end of the first round, um, mainly because I needed a, a running back, but I do like the way he plays. Um, Chark is Chark is a flyer. Honestly, I like Deion Kane more than I like Chark. I think Deion, I, Kane, Deion Kane had a had a really uh, a great chance to be a factor this year. It really sucks that he is out for the year. Um, Jamon Moore was getting a ton of camp hype for Green Bay. I think it's faded a little bit, but he's still a guy to watch out for. Eric Ebron sucks. He drops everything. Jack Doyle's the goat, and Sean <laughs> Sean Lee was uh you know Sean Lee have, has been picked in two drafts now. And yeah, he was Mr. Relevant in our first ever draft. <laughs> he's just a, he's like you said, he's a solid IDP. So I, I really think a good draft all around here. Yep, and we're getting to that point where this is top six draft. So yeah. rounding off the tier three. So if you made it, if you didn't hear your name yet, congratulations, you're in tier four or higher, top three drafts. But rounding off tier three is Mike Balducci. Mike Balducci, uh, pick seven, Nick Chubb, pick forty, EV forty, Jalen Samuels, <laughs> pick forty five, Paul Richardson, pick fifty one, Austin Eckler. Pick 58, Chargers D, and pick 64, <laughs> Phillip Rivers. Um, I, I don't know if I, I hate the Chargers D as much as you guys. I, I get he could have gotten better, but I, I do like Chargers D this year. Um, Chubb I love. I think my, my favorite value pick in the entire draft, maybe, because I'm just really high on Chubb. Jalen Samuels, like I said, the dual eligibility. Paul Richardson, good situation. Eckler, Gordon could go down. And Phillip Rivers, old reliable. I mean, Nick, I mean, Nick, Greg was trying to trade in for like the third round in know, for Rivers. I and I agree. I when I I wrote the blog a while ago on the top free agents this year on anyone who can caught and I had Rivers five above yeah. like notable because I think with the emergence of Keenan Allen, I don't like the Tyrell Williams pick at late second, but he's good. Yeah. Mike Williams coming back. Obviously Hunter Henry's down, so that can hurt his value a little bit. But I think Rivers can be an easy QB one this year yeah. with the Keenan Allen connection. So to get him to at that late over some of the and probably the worst pick uh, was pretty good. And yeah, Nick Chubb, I'm not, I wasn't as high at him, but I love the value at seven. I agree. And yeah, I thought this was one of the better drafts. I could have easily been taught in a tier four, but it was pretty close, but I, I liked this draft a lot for Dooch. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm lower on this draft. Um, for some reason, I, I feel like I have it out for Dooch this year. I don't know what it is, but I had to talk you out of him in tier two. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but there's just something going on where you know I'm, I'm just I don't, I'm not higher on his team than most. Or we have that bet going. Who's going to finish better? Um, but I do like the Chubb pick. I've I've spoke about Samuels already um, on this pod. Richardson, I think it's going to get definitely opportunity in Washington. Um, Eckler is not. It's nothing more. Oh, well, actually, no. He's, he's he's more than a handcuff. He could be a good like third down kind of guy. Um, Char- Chargers D is what does it for me, and I don't want to go into it again. But suspect pick there in the fifth, and you know, Rivers was a pretty good value. Uh, I mean, all in all, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't give it an A plus like you would. I probably would have gave it like a a B B plus. Uh, yeah, well, B plus was like in the tier four area, or I don't know what it was, but yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dutra, you might have Dutra might have been tier three or tier two if I didn't like argue with Chad in the, in the group text. I'm like, how, how are you ranking him below some of these guys? <laughs> um, so now we're the top three picks. Top three, the and, top three drafters. And tier four, there's two. Well, I won't say. It. We'll go team up as Chad. Our own next, Chad. Next team up is Chad. Chad, if do you have it in front of you, you want to do the honors of reading off your draft? 
If not, I can do it. I just want to have it memorized. You know what? I would love to. Uh, so at pick 12, I took DJ Moore. Pick 17, I took Michael Gallup. Pick 41, I took Trey Burton. Pick 57, I took LeGarrette Blunt. And pick 66, I took Albert Wilson. Super satisfied with this draft. I think I got really good value in a lot of these picks. And, you know, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, DJ Moore at 12, steal. Gallup at 17, probably right where he should have gone. We maybe look back in a year from now saying he should have easily been a first-round pick. Uh, Trey Burton, like we said, one of the better values and probably the best tight end that was available that wasn't a rookie. You can even argue over rookie, but maybe not dynasty value, but certainly for redraft and for this year, maybe the type tight, top tight end available. LeGarrion Blunt, fine flyer. And Albert Wilson, like I said, he could he can carve a nice role if these Dolphins receivers continue to suck. So uh, like, I like the pick a lot. I like your draft a lot. I think we all had you in tier four. That was pretty unanimous between all of us. So yeah, congrats. I mean, you were a borderline playoff team, if not a playoff team already. And I think this only adds to the lack of depth that was your main issue, I think, we had with your team. And now you have a pretty solid bench and can easily make a push into the playoffs. Agreed. Nothing else I could add. Love the draft. Great players. Uh, great dick. Uh, sorry. Um, great face. What? Huh? Uh, All right. And rounding tier four. Rob Sackler, rounding off tier four. Pick two, we took Darius Geis. So many picks. Pick nine, Carrion Johnson. Pick 11, Portland Sutton. Pick 15, Anthony Miller. Pick 16, James Washington. Pick 20, Lamar Jackson. Pick 62, Keelan Cole. And pick 69, Darius Fountain. Um, I did I did like Rob's draft a lot. Um, he had a lot of early picks, which definitely contributed to it, but mm-hmm. he didn't miss on the early picks. He didn't take yeah. the dumb, flashy players that everyone knows are going to bust or everyone His assumes they're going to bust. five picks were just solid. All Very solid. solid players. Geis, Johnson, Sutton, Miller, Washington. Love all of them. The suspect was Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I do like Keelan Cole, and why not take an upside shot on the track runner getting thrown balls from Andrew uh, I love it. Yeah. First five picks I thought were home runs. Statistically, probably a couple of them are going to be really bad, but, you know, if, in a rebuilding team, three of those picks, and obviously Geis is down this year, but like we said, we didn't really take that into account when we did this. I think going forward, it's a pretty strong core to build around. And Keelan Cole got a lot of hype, and he ended the year crazy good. And who knows, that wide receiver core is pretty open. And I, I thought Rob did very, very well with his picture right. He didn't make some stupid, flashy pick or whatever reach on anybody. Besides, if he just wouldn't have taken Lamar Jackson, it's probably going to have been the best draft. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally in agreement. The, the first five picks are awesome. Um, <clears throat> even even like Keelan Cole, 62, I forgot to mention that in like when we were talking about the fifth round. But that's, I didn't even know he was available. And he's like the wide receiver. I was shocked. I was shocked about he's the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. That was a great pick there in the fifth round. Uh, so could be the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. I think I that know, I think I that he like, will I like be. Dee Westbrook's been getting a lot of hype. No, Keelan Cole's gonna be the guy there. I think. Oh, DJ Chark there. Your boy, the big dude, uh, Alan Lazard is there. It's probably get cut, but he's the dude. But yeah, I mean, you really, I have no complaints about this draft. Neither should he. No, we definitely shouldn't have. And in a tier of their own, we don't – it's tough to, tough to say. It is. But the only unanimous tier five drafts, and, again, it, it helps when you have three of the first four picks, but Andrew Riggio, the best draft. He was in, in a situation league. that was impossible to mess up. It was, and he didn't mess and it up, he didn't so mess it up, can't so knock him. I'm proud of him. Uh, pick one, Saquon Barkley. Pick three, Rashad Penny. Pick four, Sony Michelle. Pick 18, Mike Gesicki. 
every player is just could be an RB one or a tight end one. That's it. He just took great players, had great picks. And I like the trade. Just took a second and traded for Hearns. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. And because he needed more wide receiver depth, so just it's it's hard to mess up. I, you know, I think the 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 notion is a little bit more down on Penny as of late. Like I said, I think they're gonna be a hot mess, but I think someone's gonna have value there, whether it's Chris Carson or him. Not worried about Sony Michelle and Saquon Barkley. I maybe I think he's a little bit overhyped right now, but he's still gonna be a stud. He's still gonna be at worst a mid RB one with the sheer volume he's gonna get, and he has all the upside to be the RB one. So, yeah, the best draft, the rebuild is there. He's already projected twelve wins and one loss. So, the rebuild might be. Complete for him. Good for him. It all started from uh, Sammy Watkins for five firsts, and it now did. he's almost at the. But job. he did a lot for himself. It, he that, did. He did. That helped, but he surely made the best of the situation. Could easily just taken five flyers that that first draft, and would that have been 2016? That would have been. Yeah. So he would have been in horrific shape. Well, this, no, no, the picks were right across. It was two 2016, two 2017, one 2018. Oh, okay, okay. I thought they were all like in one year. No. Okay. Well, regardless, Rich, congrats. Best uh, draft in our league and chat. Feel free to disagree with how we rank you. I'm sure it's will have a lot to say, or they'll just say like, "I'm going to feed off this." It's my need. Team needs. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people are doing that. People are getting less offense, uh, like offended by the the takes, and more like, "All right, I'm going to use this." Like, I like people being a little like, like why or like, "Fuck you!" I want to make a big trade. Yeah, you yeah. call me out. Like, I like sparking. Yeah. But you know, the league, the league is dope, man. The yeah, league is dope. Totally. Um, so, I mean, that's that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Elite Dynasty right Podcast. Right in time for Hard Knocks. Right in time Woo! for Hard Knocks. Um, I hope we can continue this moving forward. I had a blast, and I'm looking forward to the regular season. Yep. Chad? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it needs to get here, like, yesterday. But slowly but surely, it's, it's coming along. The, pre- into the, living room. the, the second week of preseason yeah. is, is upon us. Hard Knocks is tonight. Chad, you want to say hi to Nick? Hey, Nick. What do you got yeah. on? It's <laughs> funny. Nothing. <laughs> what? What? Hey, give, give, give a final word uh, word for the listeners before we move on to hard knocks. What was the last category? Uh, we did the tiers that you can't see. Oh. Are you going to win this year? I think this is my year. Yeah, and uh, as long as Eric is great, a blast in, in the tiers. Successful pod. All right. Heard it here first. Thanks, Nick. We appreciate your input. Uh, that's going to do it. <laughs> and... Uh, Hopefully, when this comes out, we'll have a lot of hard knocks updates, and I'm very excited. Yeah, sounds good to me. Oh, don't forget to follow us at Elite Dynasty Pod. And EMP40. Peace. Later.